Welcome to the E6 Podcast from Colonial Church, a place for candid conversations about what our church community is learning, what's going on in the world, how it all applies our, to our lives as followers of Jesus. My name's Brooke, this is episode 92, and I have Lauren and Tanner here. Did you guys know this is the last episode of 2022? That's kind of crazy. The end. Well, we started this thing, was it January of 21? 21. So we're Two basically years. finishing our second full calendar year. Yeah. That's fun. That's yep. crazy. Yep. Yeah. What I, You said the episode number. I missed 92. It. 92. We did, this is the 44th episode of 2022. That many... So, so we didn't we didn't quite make it to fifty two of the uh, you we know missed a few this this so year. we missed a couple but that's really only we missed what that's eight not too bad not bad not too bad ninety two I haven't done the football thing in a while Reggie White baby <laughs> longtime Eagle uh-huh. do you like do you like the Eagles I I, I can I can put up with them <laughs> I like the White. Eagles what they call him he was a strong Christian and ordained pastor what they call him the he had a, a fun nickname oh come on you should know this probably. I actually saw Reggie White one time. Really? Uh, I saw him after he was done playing. Like and, in person? Uh, well, yes. Was in, he as humongous as I would yes, assume he would absolutely. be? Yes, absolutely. I used to go, um, when when I was in college, um, a friend, a couple of my friends and I would drive to Dallas, uh, not Dallas, uh, that's that's a long way off, we would drive to Tulsa, oh. uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and um, and we, we went to a couple of different churches, and... Um, and this one church he was speaking at, and he just happened to be there that weekend. And I swear we were there for at least three hours. <laughs> oh my for the, ser- the service, like it was definitely not a and like not a typical thing. It's yeah. not like a hey, we we uh, we I have a, you don't a one hour yeah. a one hour service, uh-huh. and it was already the type of church that was like we're not going to rush anyway. Mm-mm. And uh, yeah, so so we we got to we That's got to cool. see him, which was, it was great. It was great. It was okay. really long. I just looked it up. I just looked it up. He was uh, nicknamed the Minister of Defense. Oh yeah, that, that makes. You remember sense. that now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and also, I I looked at his his uh, his mom says told Sports Illustrated that when Reggie White was twelve years old, he said, "I want to do two th- be two things when I grow up. I want to <laughs> be a football player and a minister." Wow, really solid dude. That's pretty that, cool. That loved his community uh, in Philly and in Green Bay, and yeah. Ninety-two. Sorry, there you go. That's, what, that's what, how I roll. So yeah, time. this was the ninety-second episode. It's the forty-fourth of the year. It's our last one of twenty twenty-two. We're not going to be back until yeah, we got uh, a while, right? I think it's the 9th of January would yes. be our first, uh, our in first 23? probable uh, podcast back in because uh, we will Man. not have one following Christmas Eve I... next week because that's during our Sabbath week. And then the following, uh, the first is the following second. the Sabbath weekend. Yeah, we're just going to the second and, gotta get and our feet uh, under the offices the are closed. Yeah. And, yeah. and I am we're, we're already up and... tired thinking about it. I'm bracing myself for the pushback <laughs> we're going to get. Oh, that's from right. our listeners. Like, where the heck are you? The clamoring sure. for more. I, why are we not having another podcast? I'm episode? sure. Well, let's see I'm how sure. to, what's, I'm just, the, what's the saying? There arose such a clatter. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. That's exactly right. I don't right. know what that saying is from, but I like I don't know. that. <laughs> oh, that clatter's just wearing me out already thinking about this clatters. <laughs> mm, mm, email, email, email. Man, mm. it's going to be crazy. Well, uh, we we didn't get on last week due to some unforeseen circumstances, and, uh, and because of that, we missed out on celebrating um, Pastor Lauren's uh, big birthday. 
Oh, I don't yeah. Big, I don't know how big 53 is. That's It's it's kind of an obscure number. It's bigger than me. I was going to say, Tanner and I are both like, that's pretty large. <laughs> pretty large, man. <laughs> Compared to <laughs> smaller ones. Well, I like to say I am old, but I'm slow. So That's right. So it makes up for it, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I overcome my oldness with my slowness. That's right. Uh, so it's almost Christmas. Um, is it what, when? When are we, Tanner? I know since we're not going to be back until January 9th ish. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to know now from the Christmas expert when am I allowed to take the decorations down? When? Yes. Now that we've got them all up, and I know I can't do it until at least Saturday or Sunday. The last weekend of January, you can take them down. The you? last weekend of January. Yeah. Wait, are you? That's a joke, right? Not a joke. The Ooh. last weekend of January? You can take them down. No, 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 no. So you watch like you watch like the 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 New Year's Eve celebration. No, you know, here's no, here's and all I, I that do. stuff with your decorations still in the background, still twinkling on the uh-uh. screen. Yep. Uh huh. Sorry, man. I don't understand. Okay, well, help me. that's fine. <laughs> oh, help me. Look, we put so much effort in my wife, not me. We put <laughs> she put so much effort into decorating. It, I'm not leaving in it October. up for four weeks. You put it up in October. We did not. Brooke beat us. We didn't normally, even do it. Normally, <laughs> normally, you put I, it up. No, uh, she won't let me do it in October because it doesn't make sense. Okay, with so no, so early stuff, November <laughs> is too much. You why would we why would we put all oh, those decorations out all. and all that stuff for like a couple of weeks? Okay. No. So so if you too start much work if, for if that. you do it first of November like I think you normally do and you keep it up till <laughs> end of January. That's 3 months of the year. That sounds <laughs> perfect. It's, it's, it's not Christmas decorations, it's winter decorations. Right? Yeah. If I had my way, we wouldn't take them down. We would just decorate the tree different different themes each year. Wow. Throughout the seasons. All right, here's 4th of July. Let's put some... <laughs> Change that ribbon out. Red, white, and blue now. I love you so much, Tanner, but that's really different. And different is bad. Is it, is and bad. different is bad. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I like that saying. That was good. That's really different. And different is bad. Different is terrible. Well, yeah. we have Christmas Eve stuff coming up. Um, our our Christmas Eve gatherings uh, Saturday at two and three thirty. Those are going to be fun. Cold too. I assume. I haven't cold. heard anything about that. Yeah, it's so. supposed to be really, really cold. Uh, like like real feel temp on like Thursday and Friday. It's supposed to be like negative sixteen. Real feel. Real Phil. No, he didn't say real feel. Real. He said real Phil. Real Phil. Real Phil. Oh, real Phil. I want to clarify. F I L L. Everybody listening is like, what do you say? Real Phil. Real feel. The real feel. I can't even say it correctly. I don't. Which is really all that matters. I don't care what the gauge says. No, it's like the real feel. The actual temperature is supposed to be like five or six degrees, something like that. But like, okay, here's what they're worried about, though. They're worried about last time we had this blistering cold was February of 2021. And we bad. lost power for a week. Yes, some people and were in real it, it was, bad spot. It was in spot. real bad, spa- bad spot. So they're saying, like, we've not really done a whole lot to update the power grid. Like, So it, they're saying it, we're going to overtax our power grid again. And they're worried about people losing power and all that stuff. So uh, just something to be thinking about. Make sure you got plenty of firewood. And I've got a gas fireplace, so if you need to stay warm and you lose power, come to my house. We'll... We'll keep you warm. I enjoyed our brief conversation about what might happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked earlier mm-hmm. this morning, and I'm just already excited about, man, whatever the, whatever's going on, we're going to have a gathering. I mean, sort of ca- catastrophic. Sure, weather. sure, sure. But if we don't have power, yeah, we can still we're going to have candles and, yeah, and we have our unplugged time. guitars. And mm-hmm. um, if, we, if it's cold, you know, we're going to wear our coats and, yeah. and come together. And so... Um, 
I kind of like, I told you this, but I'm like, you kind of hope. Maybe we'll just pretend like we lost power, <laughs> and we'll just do ha- that version of Christmas have Eve. Have a services. memorable, yeah. unique. Yeah. I think if that's what you choose to do for Christmas, I'm I'm moving back to the West Coast. Oh, that's yep. that. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> no, more, no more. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, no Christmas, sir. Christmas. Uh, I, I'm still stuck in that terminology. Christmas gathering, our Christmas gathering times uh, this Saturday. I'm excited for what we're gonna do. It's gonna, it's kind of cool. I. I in our planning of um, songs, you know, kind of the big thing is we get to do some songs we don't normally do and holiday songs and all that stuff. I'm excited about it. We're going to kind of do some throwback worship stuff. Um, and, of course, we're going to have our our Christmas songs that we're going to do. And I love the fact that, um, I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. I like the Jingle Bells. I like Here Comes Santa Claus. I like I like all that stuff. But I like the fact that we get to... Um, they're worship songs that we're singing. We just happen to do them for Christmas, right? Like they just have become known as these are Christmas songs. But I love that they're just, they're, it's just worship. Um, and so we try to incorporate that and make sure that, you know, the 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 why is um, being sung about. And uh, so I'm excited for this uh, this Christmas Eve. Um, our team is, man, they're, they're just rock stars, so... Um, I'm excited to get to do that with them, and just uh, just enjoy some some gathering time with our people, and um, be be kind of. T- I I I don't want to rush this this Christmas Eve either. Like, I don't want to feel like hurry and get everybody out of here and all that stuff. We, we're early enough in the day, I think, that it won't uh, it won't affect people's plans with their families and um, may even just be part of their plan. I'm looking forward so, to. It. Okay, so Christmas is coming. Um, we've established that. Uh, we're moving on for Christmas. I'm done with that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I want to. I want to go back to something you said. Uh, you you stumbled over your words there for a second, and uh, the the riffle, uh, the the riffles have ridges. Yeah, um, we're in chips, right? Uh, no. So so you you stumbled. You started to say the word services. Oh yeah, yeah. And and then you corrected yourself and said, "I'm still in that verbiage." I don't think that we have talked about that. Uh, outside of um, staff meetings, outside and... of staff, right? So uh, we we have yeah, we have made a that. change. Yeah. Uh, we've made a change in in some of our language and what we say. Um, our if you go on the website, it's all different there. What we have always said, and I, I used to work at a church that that used the word experience mm-hmm. for for their for the like their their Sunday morning church stuff. Um, and and we have at least since I've been here, and I'm sure longer than that, um, it's been a service, right? So we yeah. had we had Sunday morning church service, we had kids services, or or whatever. Mm-hmm, we use the mm-hmm, word service, mm-hmm. um, and we have made a change to the word gatherings. Yeah. Um, so now we're we're calling it a Sunday morning gathering, and yeah. uh, whether or not people have caught on to that or not, um, we just kind of subtly did it. We didn't really say, "Hey, everybody, guess yeah. what?" Yeah. Um, but hey, everybody, guess what? Right. And uh, fill us in a little bit. Give, yeah. me, give me some. What, what's the thought behind that? Yeah. Like, why does that matter? Yeah. Uh, what does it mean? How's it different? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, so if you if you think about building culture and anything, the words that you choose to use matter. Um, I mean, it just it just does. Um, and for a long time, we've we've looked at um, when we come together on a Sunday morning as a service time, and that implies a lot of that implies a lot of the church serving people. Uh, which it, it it does exist for, but really Sunday morning is the gathering of people who are in service of the kingdom of God. So we've we've 
we've made a change internally and we're trying, we're, tr- and, you know, we're still stumbling. Over, like I said, we're stumbling over our words. Like it's, it's so ingrained in our vocabulary, right? I don't want to shame people into saying, Oh, you, you know, you got to say gathering, but the reality of it is, um, there are elements when we gather together that are present, like uh, serving one another, um, where you see that in people volunteering their time, serving on teams, different things like that. There's an element of serving one another when it comes to when we take communion together and we're offering those things. There's an aspect of worship that happens um, that, honestly, you can't do at home. Like, you, Can you worship at home? Sure, you can worship at home. You cannot worship in um, the body of believers from home. Like, it just You can't do it that way. So when we we talk about getting here on our campus on a Sunday morning, we've made the shift from gathering to gathering because what this implies, you have something to bring with you. You have something to offer when you show up on a Sunday morning and you gather with with one another. We're offering our worship collectively together. We're serving one another together, whether it be in prayer, whether it be in communion, uh, whether it be with baptisms that we we have that particular weekend. We're serving one another. We're studying together the Word of God. Um, I truly believe that something happens uh, when when we preach on a weekend that it's not the words of a pastor talking about it. What happens is this is the Word of God coming to life. Um, the reason somebody might be hit or struck by something that a pastor says on a stage is not because the pastor is brilliant. It's because God is God and he does cool things and he takes the foolishness of preaching and he, and he makes it make sense for people sitting out there and it changes their life. It's not because the church, the church building or the, the pastor speaking is uh, so amazing. It's because God is good and he, he's, he's constantly speaking to us. So We've made that. I know that's a, that's a long way, but we've made this shift internally to gathering because I think that reflects um, God's design for the church more, and I think it reflects what we believe God has called us to do in our community um, of making disciples who unite our city and impact the world. Um, I think gathering, the gathering of the church body, makes more sense than it just being a service that we attend and receive something from. Right. We have something to offer when we show up on a Sunday. So, uh, yeah, that's good. Um, and it's okay to, to be long-winded Can I as, add something as you bro? are. But I want to know, like, Lauren, do you agree or disagree? I disagree with most of that. Um, <laughs> well, that's good to know. <laughs> By the way... No, I'm kidding. I think you said... Actually, I think you said it really well. Um, I have one other kind of parallel, I hope, short and simple uh, thought. Um, I agree with all that. I, I take us back to even talking earlier this fall about how we just, in our language, we refer to church as, in some ways, as an event. Mm-hmm. And so I'm actually less um, opposed to, if you will, the term service as I am church service. Uh, because I think we're teaching, we, I think I want to be a part. You mean, hold on, hold on we'll clarify. You mean you're less opposed to the term service as a term? versus church when you put that church service together church service yeah or 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 go to church we have church oh, yeah yeah we have church on sundays mm. at 10 o'clock you know right i the reason i really like gathering i've liked it for a long time is because i've just i buy into from scripture that the church is not a building it's not an event 
It's not a place. The ch- it is in some you know contexts. Sure. Our church is at forty three hundred Maplewood Avenue. It's a building, you know. Right. But but we don't we don't come together to church. We we come together as the church. To me, biblically, the church is is people. Right. Um, and so ecclesia, the the Greek word there, it's it's the assembly. It literally means the assembly. It means the the coming together mm-hmm. of God's people. <clears throat> so the church is no longer that tabernacle over there or that mm-hmm. temple over there or that building, that church building over there. Um, it is God's people. And so if we're gonna if we're gonna teach and live out and try to wrap our brains, me included, around this belief that the church is God's people on the move, including on Shepherd Air Force Base and in those school buildings and in those office buildings and in those homes, the church is everywhere, then what do we do on Sundays? What are we doing this Saturday at 2 and 3.15? We're gathering. Right. We're, we're taking everybody who's scattered, God's people, and we're gathering at a time. And we're going to, back to football, we're going to huddle up, we're going to, we're going to be inspired. We're going to encourage each other. We're going to serve each other. We're going to, you know, come together and weep together. We're going to pray together. We're going to laugh together. We're going to eat together. We're going to gather. And then we're going to scatter again. And in our culture, scatter in a lot of different directions and a lot mm-hmm. of distances. And we're going to be the church all week. But right. we're going to gather regularly. Right. So I really like, I know it's weird, but to me it's part of us teaching what we believe about Scripture, teaching what we believe Scripture's revealing, which is the church is God's people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we come together and we do serve each other. I would argue God serves us <laughs> much more in that, yeah. to use that language. But ultimately, it's gathering. I don't think it's going to stick consistently because um, everybody else in town calls them church services, worship services, services. Um, I just got to update on my calendar here at Colonial Church our staff calendar that said, Hey, our Christmas Eve services are Saturday at two and three thirty. Mm-hmm. It's even our own staff, you know, I don't right. think it's going to stick. I don't think it's, no. but I do like us as pastors, us as upfront people teaching. I like us using that verbiage with our people yeah, because I think it's part of us teaching. You are the church. You're not coming to church. You are the church. Go mm-hmm. be the church. Let's go, you know, mm-hmm. okay, let's gather together. It's important right. to gather. Yep. Hebrews 10.25, this is where we get this. It says, let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Um, ESV, um, very accurate study Bible, says, let us not consider how to stir up one another, and let us, excuse me, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together. Um, Christian Standard Bible, which I'm reading a lot more lately of the CSB, I'm really liking that. It uses the word gather. It says, let us consider one another in order to provoke love and good works, not neglecting to gather together as some are in the habit of doing. So it's, it's about gathering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. Wow. That was longer than my simple. It was, uh, yeah. That was mine as long as Tanner's or longer. Uh, no, I think it was a few words less, Ah, but not, not many. You see, can't beat me, dude. Do you can't listeners? Do you lis- listeners see what I have to deal with? Like, <laughs> they see exactly what you have. To do. They know. That's why they we're know. One point five speed. That's right, that's right. Man, I listened to a podcast that I'd listened to regularly the other day, and it had just started, and uh, it, but it was like I had reset the settings or something on it, and so it was at one point 
0.0 speed. And I was and like, you're like, why are they talking so gosh, slow? My gosh, that's how they normally talk. Like, that's, that's exhausting. <laughs> speed that sucker up. I, I can't know. listen to you fast, Brooke. Mm-mm. I can listen to Tanner pretty fast, but. Am I, do I talk fast? You talk, you talk in the fast. You talk okay. like this, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Uh, okay, so I know this is not really the direction that that was taking us. Let's shift gears. That's we're going to shift gears back to what we were before. I'm, I'm curious. Um, we, we've talked about traditions and things that we do as a family, and uh, and you brought this up a couple weeks ago, um, Lauren. Uh, I think with your with your message, we were talking about uh, Christmas movies, and it just made me start thinking. I want to know, like. Before we dive into the series and wrapping up the year, what uh, what are your favorite Christmas movies? Like, what's what are on your lists? Like, we still have a week left. Like, mm-hmm. what movies are out there that are like, if you haven't seen this, we need to Christmas list this one. You know, this is this should be yeah. on your pre pre. Well, well, I guess we have until the end of the end of January, so uh, we have well, a long time anyway. before Christmas ends. <clears throat> so I do anyway. Yeah, my uh, okay. So Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, uh, we we love the that original. One. Both, both, they're both I, well I, done. I yes, think. I I like I like them I like them both. But I mean, obviously, I mean, I was raised I in the time when the I like the, the newer one. The newer maybe one a was a little better. Um, That's the Jurassic I, Park. Yes, it is. Yeah, guy, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Um, Which Jurassic Park guy? The first, the the guy with the cane in the very first Jurassic. Oh, right? he yes. played okay Santa in yeah, the, yeah. the remake. I think I only think about like the. The black and white, yeah. Oh, the, was it black and white? They were yes, black know. and white. Mm. The, I like both of them. Continue. Uh, <laughs> I also like White Christmas. Like I could watch White Christmas like back to back to back to back to back to back to back. Love all the Santa Clauses. Um, those are my favorites. Love the Santa Claus. Like like Tim Allen. Santa Tim Claus? Allen Santa okay. Claus. Yeah, that whole that whole series. Uh, I love them. And then um, Shelby uh, loves Elf. Like you ask her to this day, you, what's your favorite movie, Elf? But you're not a Will Ferrell guy. I love Will Ferrell. Okay, I don't really like that movie. Hmm. I just I'm like, eh. It's not why I love Will Ferrell. Okay, yeah. And now there's a new one that came out, um, called Spirited. Uh-huh. That I, with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Don't get your family around it. But <laughs> oh, like, that's Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell, right? Yes. Like I would not watch it with my seven year old. Uh, but it's funny, <laughs> and it's 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 a good it's it's like a retelling of the uh, uh, of um, Christmas Carol, right? Christmas Carol, yeah, yeah. 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 And okay. speaking of Christmas Carol, I like Christmas Carol too, and I like the Jim Carrey version of Christmas Carol. Hmm. It's pretty funny. Anyway, I okay. think I I mean I already said on stage I think week before last my favorite's Elf. Um, I know it's well no I didn't say Elf I said I love Elf but my favorite Christmas movie that's just too played is a, a Christmas story. I just with Ralphie and the mm-hmm. are you are you interested in the a Christmas story two or oh with zero. That like, has like the, the home no. alone guy, whatever Ooh. his name was. Well and, and Ralphie grown up. Like the guy's not even an actor and we're gonna have him star <laughs> in this no, I have zero interest in that. You can't touch an iconic film like that. Is that like Cobra Kai? It's like dumb, dumber and dumber. You know, like I, I never even saw that. Oh, dumber, dumb. Oh, dumb, dumber, dumb and dumber. Er, dumb and dumber. Er, yeah. I never even saw that. The second one, yeah, it was terrible. You know, but my my wife. I know we. I said this from stage. My wife's favorite is Die Hard, and I. Uh huh. 
Uh-huh. The, oh, did you see his? Did you see his like? Yes. What's the the TikTok or real uh, whatever? I saw that. That's going, not new. That's, that's not new. Yeah. It's old, but, but like. That it's it's all out. coming out now. Bruce Willis saying, and I'm like, you can't say that. Dude. It doesn't matter. He does, still, his opinion doesn't count. It doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't count any more than anybody well, else. Society gets to tell you what it is and <laughs> yes. what it isn't. I don't care if Bruce Willis says Die Hard's not a like a your intentions movie. don't <laughs> trump like the reality. Like just because you intended it to be something else doesn't mean it came out. To I agree. That way. And what can I the, even say what this? did the verse say a minute ago? We stir each other up oh, for it. <laughs> provoke, provoke. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare say it's not a Christmas movie. It is. <laughs> I was. I will say that even even like uh, the, the Apple TV, like we use the Apple TV for mm-hmm. for stuff. And and if you look at the movies there, they break them down all the time. And it's like here's the, the Halloween movies or whatever. And right, now right, it's right. on holiday movies. And and it definitely has it definitely has mm-hmm. Die Hard as an option, right mm-hmm. along with the, the Santa Claus and Sorry, Grinch. And, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna. I, I just for fun while we're talking, I was looking up <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes top 100 Christmas movies. There's a couple here that I love that I don't I don't normally think of as Christmas movies, but but I love these movies. Uh, Judge me all you want, Little Women. Um, I think, especially as a dad of four girls, incre- oh. incredible story, and there is a strong Christmas bent to that. Um, and then another one that is uh, dear to me in my memories of the 80s that I can see the Christmas ties that surprises me on this list is Trading Places with right. uh, Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. That's a good Christmas film. Um, also, don't watch that with your kids. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll say those are good. Those okay. are good. It's hmm. <laughs> hmm. hmm. good. It's good. I was just curious. I wanted to know. So uh, the... the the series that we're in this one this this podcast episode is a little bit uh, a little bit different because um, normally we're following a Sunday and we're trying to you know dig a little deeper or have a conversation maybe you know what what questions came up and and we can still do that but we really don't have the ability to say well let's talk about week one and let's talk about week two because we're not going to be able to talk about week three right um, because it's not going to be we're not going to be here for a couple more weeks right um, and so. Uh, in in general, I'd like to spend a little bit of time talking about this this series that we're in here, um, the gift. Uh, talking about the the uh, the the representation of what um, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, um, what they what they re- represented, and why that's significant. So um, I thought that was that was a, a very interesting um, topic, and and I think it's one of those one of those questions that we repeatedly have, and it's like, okay, so we read the story, and our kids are like, what's that? And I'm like, I don't know. We do <laughs> skip over it. It's like, yeah, you know, it's something well, you breeze over real quick because it because it doesn't. We don't we don't go into the 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 the, the significance of what they were, and I, so I'm I'm just scrolling through social media yesterday or two days ago or something mm-hmm. like that, and and um, I came across this one. I don't know who this dude is. He could be like a horrible person or a great person. I have no idea. But his his tweet says. Um, are we sure that the wise men who brought frankincense and myrrh weren't just trying to sign Mary up for their essential oils pyramid scheme? <laughs> <laughs> because that's what our that's what they are. Uh, like, if, you know what? I'm open to that possibility. The, you know, I literally didn't know that frankincense was still like in existence until 
essential oils of the <laughs> yes, you yes, know yes, the two thousand tens. I got I got right? a bunch of and friends it was like, doing that. Oh these man, days. frankincense is great, but it's expensive. So you know we got to be careful with that one. And so if, we don't use if it. If that is right. true, then and they started. Just over two thousand years ago, they these guys might they be have, filthy rich by now. That's a lot of <laughs> those levels, wise levels of pyramids. They were That's wise. Right. They were quite wise if they started that. You out. just ticked off at least a handful of listeners who <laughs> call you called their line of work a pyramid scheme. I didn't. I read a tweet that did. This oh, guy, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. So, so I mean, we talk about this, and I think it's funny to think about like we have now this picture of these uh, these three men who came from afar. Uh, and and they dressed a certain way, and they brought you know their three gifts, and they came, and they were there for the birth of Jesus, because they came right behind the shepherds, and uh, and they were all there at the same time when the drummer boy showed up, before they kicked the drummer boy out, because nobody <laughs> really wants that after the baby's just born, and so it's like this whole we have this whole like uh, I, I appreciate this series. Um, just because it's breaking beyond the just the the superficial traditions that we have, um, and maybe not even traditions. I don't even know if that's the right word, but just the the ways that we view things or that we ignore it and just let it be. And sure. it's like, ah, oh, whatever. And so, just to talk about like, hey, eh, we actually don't know why there were, or how many wise men there were, or actually when they got there, and. Um, you know, so, so I, I thought I thought it was really interesting, and then to actually spend time going through and saying, okay, gold. Obviously, we know the representation of we we know we understand that gold is valuable, and um, and that's cool. Uh, you know, that myrrh represents the suffering servant, as you said in the first week, and frankincense was the no, frankincense was the the suffer, the uh, first week, right? Sorry, but yeah. uh, well, you you gave me that list. In okay, the first sorry, week. I didn't write anything down yesterday. <laughs> um, and then talking about the priestliness of Jesus and yes. and, and the high priest and that, and the significance of that in that in that culture for frankincense and um, yeah I, I don't know I just thought that was it was really cool to mm. to to actually spend some time on something that's not just a okay yeah. here's the Christmas story I, I love if I can jump in I love just taking my preconceived or or long conceived notions and and learning something new or uh, ask, putting the spotlight on part of that, that, oh, wow, that's not even true, you know? And so I, I do love, in fact, I'll back up. I've been, been wanting to say this even while we're broaching the subject of this series. Like I've, I've heard people who preach regularly um, like me, it is such a challenge, you know, pick a random date, you know, first week of October every year. You can talk about anything, you know, mm-hmm. the, the month of February, you could talk about anything, but cr- Christmas and Easter specifically every year you have to talk about, I mean, you, like Christmas Eve, you have to talk about the birth of Jesus. You should, you're doing it wrong. If you don't talk about the birth <laughs> of Jesus, okay, do it long enough. Do it for 30 years, do it for 40 years, mm-hmm. like some older longtime pastors that's a lot of creativity that you probably don't have. <laughs> like, like how do you do this for the 47th time? Or that's maybe exaggerate for me, the 20th time, the 25th time. And, and granted, you know, I can, I can pull something out that I talked about, you know, two churches ago or 
but but there's 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 nothing new under the sun the bible teaches us in ecclesiastes there's only so many ways you can teach the same narrative from the scripture and so to say for example this year hey what about the wise men what about those three gifts it's just it's like it's like a fresh take right. you know it's just something different that shocker we're probably not going to talk about next year or the year after that or the year after that or the year after that it's just a different you know and right. so that's where if you could eavesdrop on three four pastors getting together a month before christmas having lunch what are you going to talk about? I don't know. What are you going to talk about? <laughs> are we just going to read Luke two again? Like, what are we? Like, there's only so much you could do, you know. Yeah. And and there's also an argument for yeah. Let's just read Luke two again. Right. Sing Silent Night again, and it's good. It's not a bad thing. Right. You know. Um. I love that. I love learning new things. I love. I believe good teachers, faithful teachers, just teach what they're learning. And if you're not teaching what you're learning, you're either way smarter than me because you already know everything or you're faking it. You know, I'm just teaching what I'm learning. And so to teach, if you'd asked me even just a couple years ago, what's frankincense and myrrh? I don't know. <laughs> I know what gold is. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just a fresh, it's a fresh learning. Right. And I, I, I look around the room and I'm like, I'm pretty confident none of these people know what myrrh is. Like, <laughs> I think it's a safe assumption. <laughs> Nobody cares. It's Let's a, bring uh, some meaning to it, yeah. you right? Know? So, well, so so in the uh, in the first week we talked about um, frankincense, yes, um, specifically. So let's camp out on frankincense here for a minute. Um, you talked about I thought I thought it was cool. It was the uh, the Swiss Army knife, yeah, um, which <laughs> I hadn't seen for a really long time. And then Saturday I was at a party and. Somebody actually whipped Pulled out, one out a Swiss Army knife, what? and I was like, "That's really, that's really funny." Um, but so, meaning that it, it is like it's good for all it's kinds of things, lots like, of uses. Yeah, but um, but to to take it back to the priestliness, mm-hmm. the, to to um, to to have it represent the the that Jesus being the high priest and what the high priest meant to them. So. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not asking to recap or whatever, but um, why is that significant as we look at these three different things in the representation of Jesus as a high priest? I think, if actually, if I can tie two things together real quick, frankincense and myrrh, the the high priestliness of Jesus and the the death, the 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 needed sacrificial death of Jesus, both those things tied together. It, it just speaks to Everything's different now. Now that Jesus came, everything's different now. Before, we had to constantly, continually go through these practices of, of finding forgiveness, of going back to the priests, and the priests make the sacrifices for on our behalf, and the priests um, do this, this work for us, and it's temporary. I, I love that word we, that I've, I don't know if it's been coming through clearly the last couple weeks, but it's temporary. The old was temporary. It temporarily covers you, temporarily covers you. And that's why you have to go back and do it again and do it again and do it again and do it again. And, and the sacrifices you make are temporary. It, it covers you temporarily. And Jesus came and changed all that, the new covenant that we get to experience with God. Why do, why do we get to do this, right? Why, why weren't we born 3,000 years ago and we had to live under the old covenant? We get to live 
under the new covenant, the new agreement with God, where Jesus, once and for all, he's the high priest, and he did what what was needed, and he did it once. And and to to this week, um, I'm not letting you separate these in the moment. <laughs> to this week, and the in the myrrh, and what it represents of, of of death and sacrifice, he paid the price. Uh, the scripture says once and for all. He paid it once and for all. Um, as much as we think we need to repent, well, that's, that's, that's poorly spoken. We do need to repent over and over again. But as much as we think, okay, it wasn't enough the last time I surrendered my life to Jesus. I got to, I, oh, it, it wasn't enough to be forgiven. I know he already forgave me for that thing, but will you forgive me again? Like as much as we think mistakenly the price has to be paid over and over again, um, the reality is this is why it's so big, which ties to how huge Christmas is, is Jesus came and was the ultimate high priest for us. And fast forward to Easter, paid the price once and for all for us. Game changer. Everything's different. Everything's different. So to have those gifts point to the enormity of who he is and what he was going to do, pretty dang cool. Not just, hey, here's a really nice gift, you know? Mm. Um and I never thought of it that way. I probably like most people, I thought these these three wise men, mistakenly three, you know, these three wise men, really rich, really desperately, you know, seeking the one, find him and bring lavish gifts. Here's some gold, you know. Mm-hmm. There's no meaning behind it. It's just really expensive. Here's some frankincense and myrrh. I don't know what those things are. Really nice from rich people. Awesome gift, you know. No thoughts of what what is symbolic about the, the the foreshadowing of who this king is going to be. It's just one more awesome testimony to me of God's uniqueness. Like I'm going to make even these gifts from these strangers hmm. point to what he's going to do, you know. Hmm. So I grew up if I can take it, if I can go south on us for a second, um, surely you guys, surely as a musician, um, although you're younger, Tanner, so maybe you weren't privy to this beautiful song. You know the, the song, We Three Kings of Orient Are, mm-hmm. Try to Smoke a Rubber we Cigar? Three kings <laughs> of it was loaded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It then it exploded. exploded. Boom. Mm-hmm. We Two Kings of Orient <laughs> Are. That's right, yeah. There's probably some listeners that aren't privy to that. I'm not going to sing it. Then you sing Silent Night at the end of that. Mm-hmm. Get it? God, Get I it? forgot about that. I grew up with that. That's all I knew. Is how many wise men? Uh, I didn't think nativity scene. I, uh, nativity scene. I thought that stupid song. We three kings. There's three of them. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Hmm. Well, I mean, I think it just it it again speaks to how much of of Christmas is uh, commercialized. Yeah. Or. Um, tradition or legend or just an afterthought of of oh yeah it's just a, it's just a holiday on the calendar and yay let's decorate and do all that and we forget. Um, I was asked this morning like, when's the time that you have you know um, just not been into the Christmas thing and you were just kind of just doing it because you do it you know it's like mm. probably more often than not. 
you know, thinking about it, it's like it's 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 so easy because it's a constant. Mm. It's there. We repeat ourselves, and I don't like tradition personally. I you know I struggle. I I fight back against like let's do the same thing, and um, and so it's it's just one more of those representation of you know we just we don't really know why it is or what it was for or whatever. So we just breeze past it and move on. And mm. let's go on to the other thing. Hey, Jesus was born. Yay. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk more about the, there's no room in the inn, you know, mm-hmm. than, than what those gifts were and why they matter. And, um, and we're, we get fixated on, uh, that circumstance and don't even dive into any, you know, it's just like, Oh, we're, as you said, you read, uh, read Luke too. I guess we're going to yeah, read Luke well, 2 again. I, it, it's like, um, it just shows like how incredibly poetic God is too. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, as a musician, as a songwriter, all that stuff, like you can say things very plainly that <laughs> make sense and get right to the point. Or you can say them beautifully that, that you can mm. pull out different kinds of meanings and all that stuff. So it just, again, speaks to mm. uh, how everything... Everything is pointing to Jesus. Everything yes. is pointing us back to Jesus, but also how incredibly creative and thoughtful mm. God is. You know, um, it. he, like, quite frankly, it's hard. It's hard. Maybe, I don't know. It may be a stretch to say this. Uh, uh, does it matter that those gifts were given? I don't know. Probably not. It's just, why not? God's like, why not? Why not have everything? Add this little layer, this little layer of, of it. beauty. And you know, is it important? Foreshadowing. The most important thing about Christmas is no. it for us to know the the purpose behind and what they actually mean and what? It, no, probably not. Is it important? I'll add that the angels went to the shepherds. Right. Like you can leave that out. Right. God, and that changes nothing about right. the story. But God's going to go, I'm going to show but it changes everything. my love for these outcasts, these, yeah. uh-huh. these, le- these marginalized, mm-hmm. less important, uneducated. They weren't picked by any of the rabbis. Right. They, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show just in this moment, and I want to invite them to this. I like the idea of, uh, <clears throat> as you said, foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times do we watch movies and you're like, you think back through it and you're like, you didn't know. You didn't get they, it at first. They told uh-huh. us. You they totally told us it, it was coming. If and we you caught go, that, oh, that was cool, right? And yeah. it's like, yes. and it just speaks to how cool the story is, and yes. how, cre- as you said, Tanner, creative and thoughtful, looking forward of like, mm. hey, if you're paying attention, this is what's going to happen. Right. This is what we're going to do here, yep. and you missed it. Go back, do it again. Which I'll mm. add to y'all making fun of how old I am. That's part of the part of the joy of the lifelong journey is there's so much more to discover. Like, right. like if it was just really, really clear and simple and black and white and, and succinct and that was it, which God could have done. Mm-hmm. Um, then I would have learned everything I needed to learn a long time ago. And I would just be trying to live that out and repeat it. And, and, and best case living in the, the goodness of it, mm-hmm. but potentially, and maybe God just knows this bored, and and at least missing out on the joy of later in life and later in life and later in life discovering, oh, I didn't see how that fit together. Uh-huh. I didn't see that foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, there's part of this thick book that's got these mysteries in it that are just starting to connect the dots. Oh my right. goodness, you know, like 
there's joy in that. Right. And it speaks to just like, you know, life isn't supposed to just be lived right. It's supposed to be a good full. life. It's supposed full. to be full. And yeah, absolutely. And not just the right info. Exactly. There's there's layers of beauty and discovery poetry. and all that. Yeah. So yeah. I, I liked I liked a little this this take we're we're as we're in uh, the Christmas season mm. studying this and thinking about it and um, again it just points more more and more to just the beauty of God and just how He's the ultimate creator. Mm. Um, <laughs> he could have just made it black and white and here it is, um, but He's adding all these layers to it that are just beautiful to discover. Even even I think this is on point to Christmas. I mean, the incarnation. The, you know, becoming flesh and moving into our neighborhood. I mean, he could have done that um, differently. He could have, mm-hmm. he could have done it and shown up as a 30 year old. He could have, but it starts with this helpless baby in a stable in a, in a occupied territory with a, you know, insecure narcissistic Hebrew King that wants to kill all the babies now. It, there's there's so many layers to it that I refuse to believe anything less than God's going, I'm going to write this story mm-hmm. in a way that's going to blow their minds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're only going to discover pieces of it at a time over yep. a long period of time. Um, it's beautiful. I love mm-hmm. that. I love that. Another thing is uh, you talked about um, Sunday... Um, as you were talking about uh, the 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 magi or the wise men um, coming in and bowing before um, before him, and you read that verse, and and they they bowed before him and realizing he was a toddler, um, and uh, and and I just you know just the image in my head of you know <laughs> not only is that you know maybe a little awkward anyway, but. I, Tanner, you and I can speak to this. Your ears are a little bit older than than the toddlers, but I can't imagine my son being like dealing with that. Like he would have been like climbing on them and running around in circles and shooting them with darts. I, and I can see the them foot, bowing, you know, like bowing, and Jesus like running, right. running out the door. Yeah, right. And Mary's like, "Come back no, no, here! No, no, they're, no, they're, they're here they're, for they're, you." They're, <laughs> I want to go play, mom. Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> what are you doing? Versus the quiet cap captive yeah. baby. Yeah, exactly. And we they're bowing that. and, you know, <laughs> it's, that, it's a different it's that, scene. <laughs> it's that nativity scene. scene, you know, of like the angel, like yeah. the, the, the the star is shining down on the perfectly silent baby Jesus. And uh, then to, you know, as a toddler, he's sitting there calm and collected and petting their heads and mm-hmm. I love you in the future and when he was a toddler. And, it speaks uh, to, it, it speaks to the power <laughs> of our, tra- now. our traditions. Too, because I'm learning this, I'm teaching this, and I have a nativity scene in my living room with wise men in it. Yeah. Like, I know in my head they weren't there. They were not there in the stable at the time of birth Mm -hmm. of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And And yet yet it's the full nativity scene. I mean, I could leave that piece out, but I... I, Yeah, but but then what happens when you have the nativity scene out, and you're like, but the wise men are missing. Right. Where are the wise men? Hey, why why can't we not find the wise men? Like, mm -hmm. somebody get the wise... Where'd they go? You know, we need them in the scene. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Tradition. <laughs> it's what we do. Well, uh, so we also talked about this week of um, us being sheep, and uh, and I thought that was a, a good reminder that—I uh, um, don't remember the verse. Uh, I don't have your notes in front of me, 
Um, but, uh, you know, talking about how um, that, that we are sheep, and that means that we are weak, and we are stupid, and we wander off. And um, I don't exactly remember what your point was, but in the moment, <laughs> it's like, it's like you know, we still, as we're talking about the traditions and the, all these things, and maybe even taking a new fresh look at it or whatever, but we need the reminder, mm. because we're stupid, and we're weak, <laughs> and we forget, and we wander off, and we forget why we're here, and we need that reminder. And now yeah. you can continue with what you actually meant by that. Well, uh, first of all, we did talk a lot about sheep and their their stupidity. Um, I love this this text in our ta- our staff thread uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, Emily Love, um, one of our teammates, said, "I walked away t- today going, sheep and football, sheep are dumb. Football's cool, Vikings suck." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, well, it's good to know I'm making an impact. That's right. Um, but uh, I mean, it comes directly from Isaiah. Speaking yeah. of foreshadowing, I mean, Isaiah just 700 years before predicting in detail, amazing what Jesus is going to go through. And he says in that context, he says, all of us are like sheep. We've all strayed. We've all chosen a different path. And um, in a fun way, I was trying to point out, man, that's not a good comparison. Like, <laughs> he's not calling us warriors or, um, you know, lions or bears, or he's calling us sheep, and sheep are stupid. I still can't. I don't want to retell the story. Uh, um, it works for I, me. I, I, I can't believe. In fact, Tanner, you weren't there. You're doing a wedding this weekend, so I want I want you to hear this story. All right. Um, true story. 2005 in Turkey, where there are sheep and shepherds. Different culture, different. Yep. But not that long ago. This, you can you can Google this. I found a uh, Fox News. Um, I really wanted you to have a picture. Well, I found I found a, a kind of a, a cartoonish picture, but it was uh-huh. low res. I I wanted to have a picture too. Uh-huh. Um, but Fox News and ABC News. I found actual you know news sites of reporting this. So this is not. It sounds too crazy. Fifteen hundred <laughs> sheep in Turkey in two thousand five followed each other off a cliff. This is how stupid she's like are. lemmings. Yeah, fifteen hundred. Um, I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> That's but a lot of sheep. Here's how it ended. Four the the first four hundred and fifty of them died. And then by the time, I guess by the time it got to around four fifty one, four fifty two, there was such a big giant wool pillow that all the rest of them survived. Oh my gosh. Just just a <laughs> ludicrous story what in the world. And and you're sheep number 1300 and you're just you're still you're his, uh. you know like you're still following the the sheep in front of you off the cliff cuz you're that dumb. <laughs> I mean, you literally, you started talking about it. You were like, 1,500 of them died. And I started thinking about, really, did they all die? Because I feel like it would have been kind of fluffy down there after Oh, you were thinking that before? I totally did. Yes. I was like, I want to see this. The like, real news story says four, first 450 died, and then the rest of them survived because <laughs> they were landing on top of all these dead <clears throat> sheep that were made, you know, covered in wool. Oh, my gosh. So I don't know how it doesn't. I was trying to find out how far the, the fall was. Yeah. Um, but if the first 450 died, it must have been a pretty long uh-huh. drop. Anyway, it's, you know, <laughs> I don't know about y'all's stories, and I'm not going to go into detail, but I can look back at some of the decisions I have made in my life, especially younger in general, and especially before Christ in general, but they're not limited to young or Christian, <laughs> where I have just made some 
awful decisions because I followed the crowd. I have made some awful choices because in the moment I couldn't see past my own nose. Um, I hadn't learned that hard lesson yet. And so in that regard, I get it. I trust most of us, if not all of us, can relate to that. We're, we're like sheep, and we have strayed. We've wandered off. We've deliberately chosen our own paths. And God's going, oh, I have this full, back to, I have this full life that's so much better. I made you for this, not that. And we still go, eh, I'm not so sure. You it know? reminds me of a video that you, I think you've used before, whereas these shepherds in this, in the, like a, a, a ditch is not the right word, but like a, like a crevice in the, in the, in the, on the wall, and the, and the sheep just like falls face first into it, and they have to like pull it out by the, by the hind legs and drag it out, and the sheep's all excited and bounces around and goes right back in right the hole. Right back in it, yeah. And it's like, that's a, yeah, yeah, vroom, that right back is in. a picture of our lives, right? Yes. Oh, thank you so much for your help. Oh, I'm back in the hole. I did yep. it. I did it again. <laughs> I did it again. And well, if we could even bring, bring it back to the church, the purpose of the church to gather together, it's to remind each other, hey, you over there, you keep forgetting, you know? Oh, now it's my turn. I need to be reminded. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're still, even I'm a 53-year-old seminary trained following of Jesus now for 33 years, give or take. And I am still at some level a dumb sheep, and at some level in need of the great shepherd every day, and and even the rest of y'all that can just use that that crook and just put it around my neck, pull me back, you know? <laughs> and that's that's part of the joy of the journey is is being a part of the herd and depending on each other and um keeping us humble. I think mm-hmm. I think that's part of what keeps us humble, you know. Mm-hmm. So so that's the first two, and obviously the the remaining is gold, and that's for Christmas Eve. And I don't want to, uh, I know you don't like to give away what's coming up, but at the same time, we're not going to be here afterwards. What can we learn from a gift of gold? This goes against everything I hold sacred, Brooke, to I know. talk about. I know it does. What we're going to talk about I know. in detail. Not going to do it. No, I mean, I've it's already, Christmas Eve, and I we have already, already I have already let the cat out of the bag that, that the gold is not only of, of enormous value, which speaks to the, just the value of the, the new king, but it's to his, it's to his royalty. It's, it's foreshadowing of he's the king of kings. He's, um, but beyond that, it's not, it's not helpful to go into it. Okay, fine. Yeah. I didn't want to anyway. Good. Same page. All right. We're running out of time here. Let's wrap up 2022. What has 2022 been, uh, not just podcasts, not just messages, but Mm. uh, any of the teachings or the series that we've done or anything like that, but what what has stood out to you guys looking back over the year 2022 here at Colonial? Mm. Don't go all at once. uh, Great question. I have... Let's try to... Knowing how you and I are wired to, let's try try to be concise, because we could both probably... Say it at the same time. Verbally count of three. Process. One, two. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have looked at at twenty twenty two has been kind of a year of uh, maybe unearthing some bitterness that I was harboring, was carrying for quite a long time. Mm. Um, maybe both to my situation growing up, but also um, in my experience as a leader in the church, as a as a growing leader in the church. 
you know, um, so much of our human experience is uh, the good mixed with the bad. And so there's been a lot that I would rather have not had to deal with. Um, being in the church, uh, growing up, all that stuff. But then there's just been so much good, and God has just reminded me of the good. Um, he's used people in our community. He's used um, even studying recently, doing some teaching and, and stuff like that, just to unearth some of the bitterness that I had been carrying. Um, and I'm not, you know, over that yet. I'm still working through that. There's, But I'm... I can see the light, I guess, at the end of that. And um, it's the more I deal with that and put that away, um, the more peace I seem to be gaining um, in my life and in the way I deal with my family and all that stuff. And so that's one aspect of it. That may be the challenge aspect of it. And then all at the other, other end is uh, 2022 has been a, a year of new opportunity. Um, so I've stepped into a school rhythm, getting some more education, uh, and I've stepped into different opportunities here in the church, even to pastor in a different way, to lead in a different way and discover what that looks like. Um, new relationships with some people in our community. It's been, um, I mean, I've talked about our rooted, our rooted group, but, um, being able to be a part of that and establish relationships with some really cool people in our community mm. in a way I probably wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have if we hadn't have rooted or any of that stuff. So like I said, challenge un, un, unearthing some bitterness and trying to deal with that and, and, and just get rid of it. And then also just the beauty of stepping into some new opportunity and that God's kind of given me. So, mm. man, I appreciate your, honesty there. You're making me want to be that much more honest. Um, I think I'd sum up 2022 for me personally as a surprisingly hard year. Uh, I thought probably like a lot of people, um, early this year, this past year that, okay, the pandemic's over. Okay. We're, we're back to normal. We're Mm -hmm. at least really close to back to normal. And I think this year was a year of realizing, okay, there's some, there's some long-term effects of the pandemic we went through. Um, just the way people are mentally unhealthy, um, the way uh, we've disconnected from each other. Um, I think it fast-forwarded. That's the term I like to use. Um, it fast-forwarded a lot of what the church at large was going to experience eventually anyway, but it just, it fast forwarded people giving up on the local church, um, disengaging, um, deconstructing all those things. And it was, it's just surprisingly hard as a pastor. Um, I would also say it was, I'm, I'm, I've experienced, um, for our church this year, I've experienced some sadness. Mm. Uh, we've lost some people that I just never would have dreamed we would lose, um, if I can be that real. Mm. And at some level, I'm still sad about that mm-hmm. um, and don't know how to, don't know how to really understand it. Because um, it's not because somebody did something bad or somebody was really wounded in some way. 
it, it's just, it's weird. It's weird to me. Um, and we, we had to make some hard changes with our staff. We had to do some staff reductions. I mean, it's never fun. Um, and, and I'm, I'm sad for how that impacts people. Um, but, uh, and I'm not trying to put a, you wrapped it up with some positives about, you know, new opportunity. I'm not trying to wrap this up in a positive way for any other reason, but I really also share uh, a sense of excitement uh, for Colonial that I haven't experienced since 2019. Mm. Um, I felt like 2019, early 2020, I was the most excited I've ever been here at Colonial. We'd gone through a vision uh, discovery process. Um, we had made some big decisions about where we were going to go moving forward. Mm -hmm. And we made a couple hires. And it just, then the, the bottom fell out, you know, for <laughs> the did. world. It really did. And, and so this is the first time I can say since then, since early 2020, golly, that's two full years. Two full years of loss. I am I'm I'm stepping into 2023 and I'm really, really excited. And I am genuinely hopeful about we get to be the church. Yeah. Um and we get to ask God. One of our radical minimums is what are you saying to me today, God? And what do you want me to do about it? And man, I don't know how we came up with that. <laughs> I think that's from the Lord Definitely. and nothing less, because what a great foundational question to ask ourselves every single day. Mm -hmm. Man, if I do that faithfully every single day, I can't mess this up. If I have that posture, God, what are you saying to me today? And what do you want me to do about it? I think for Colonial, this is the first time in, a, in two years, I feel like we're going, okay, new ground, new, new challenges. God, what are you saying now? Um, stepping in this new year and what do you want us to do about it? I'm excited. Yeah. I and pro I promise this will be short. Let's be short. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm done anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't you feel like the new year. I mean, I, you know, the new year, new me thing. I don't know. I don't know that I buy into all that, but don't you feel like sometimes it can feel like this new year, January, can represent the morning for the morning, yeah. meaning like early morning, where we we do every day as as people. God, what do you want? What do you want me? What do you want to say to me today? And what do you want me to do about it? That's that's a very first thing in the morning before your feet hit the ground. Asking the Lord, I, I, I don't you feel like the new year represents sort of that same thing for the church collective? You know, like us as an organization, you know, I hate to use that word, but um, as a collective of people, God, what's the, what's the vision for today? And that sometimes takes a year to see happen, you yeah. know? Um, I, I am kind of excited about asking God, mm. what are you want to say to me today, yeah. meaning this new year, and what do you want us to do about it in 2023? That's a great, I think that's a great mindset to take since our last podcast episode, to take into the holidays, to step into the new year. There's some very purposeful rhythms, I believe, that God gives us. Um, one is the sun goes down and everything stops and we rest 
and we trust that God's still at work. And then the sun comes up, and it's the scripture says his mercies are new every morning. Okay, clean slate, fresh start. Doesn't matter what happened yesterday. What are you going to do today? And I think, you know, new week. New, it's a new week. We're stepping out of Sabbath rest. It's really not supposed to be rest from all the work you've done. It's, it's meant to be rest and focus and preparation for everything you're going to do. We're taking a Sabbath weekend as a church. We're resting with our families so that we can step into the new year and go, let's go. I'm mm-hmm. ready. Um, there's rhythms about that that I think matter. I think back to the, the genius and the poetry and the beauty and the fullness of how God orchestrates things. I think he did that. Yeah. You know? And so, um, yeah, I mean, we kind of get silly about new year's resolutions and how, you know, it's, it's day three (laughs) and we broke it and, and we, we can downplay those new opportunities to start something fresh, but let's flip it. Like it can be a wonderful time Mm -hmm. to, to be very intentional about, okay, God, all right regardless of what this past year was or this past season was, what do you, what do you want to do now? I'm open. My hands, my palms are up. I'm receiving from you. What are you saying? What do you want me to do? That's a great posture for us personally. It's a great posture for colonial. Um, I will say this, we're going to say this this weekend. We have some history of fasting and praying in the new year. And, um, I, I do want to say this, uh, to our church, even, even on a Christmas Eve gathering time. Um, we are going to have another full month as a church joining other churches in our community to pray and fast together for the full month of February. So um, doesn't mean you can't do it first of the year if you've got that practice or that history. Um, I just want our people to hear, hey, we are going to do that. Um, and so um, if nothing else, we're double dipping. You Use the new year as that natural time to start something new, to start some new rhythms, to ask God, what do you want me to do now differently? Um, but also know that then come February one, we're going to, we're going to take that as another opportunity. Okay. All right. New season. We're with, we're, we're connecting with a church at large across the city. Um, awaken, we called it last year. We're calling it that again this year. Um, how can we be your people faithfully? So I wanted to mention that Brooke. It's good. Not fair to not ask you what, what do you think 2022 represents to you? personally and or for the church? What do you see? I, th- I think I, I would echo a lot of what you guys said. Um, it was a surprisingly difficult year in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, we came into 2022 with an expectation of a uh, a vacation, um, like right out of the gate. It was, you know, the first couple of weeks of January, we were headed out of town, and uh Turns out things didn't work out that way. We ended up losing money in the process, um, and you know it's just stuff didn't work out in the way that it that we were hopeful in in a lot of ways. Um, and at the same time, um, that presented us with opportunities, as you said, Tanner. It gave us it gave us opportunities to um, <laughs> learn patience, which I'm not sure we've still learned that yet. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, uh, learning a new language. Spent a whole lot of time this year learning sign language, um, and um, actually, you know, it, it sucks to be forced into learning something like that, but I've thoroughly enjoyed getting to spend the time with my kids and, uh, you know, just as a family, getting getting 
you know, diving into how do we love my wife better? And, uh, um, so it's, it's given us opportunities and at the same time been that, uh, that surprisingly difficult, uh, year, um, as a church, it seems like, um, I think a lot of those opportunities are, are still ahead of us and, um, and uh, it's given us the ability. This seems like a year that has has provided us with a chance to turn the page in a lot of ways, and and um, look towards uh, what's to come, and uh, not necessarily just holding on to what we've had before. So I don't know, but um, I, I like I like where you took that. Um, you know, looking towards it was literally where I was headed anyway. So. Nice job um, transitioning us to 2023. You know, it's not about, it's not like, hey, you know, so what's your New Year's resolution? What are you going to do? How, how are you going to change and all that? But, you know, we're coming into Christmas followed by our Sabbath um, week and weekend as a church. And that's the perfect opportunity to say, you know what, what, you know, if if all of our Sabbath is, is just a chance to rest, okay. But we also have that opportunity to say, okay, what what does need to change? What what am I? What you know, as you said, what is God teaching me now? Mm-hmm. Um, we even had the conversation earlier today that, you know, when when God has given us something before, maybe it's time to that He's given us something different now. So, looking forward to twenty twenty three and and uh, who knows what that has. So, yeah, um, yeah. Anything else you guys got? Wrapping it up. That's it. That's it. 2022. It's a wrap. All right. Well, uh, this has been the E6 Podcast from Colonial Church. You can always get more information from Colonial about Colonial uh, at colonialchurch.com. You can go to the App Store, the Google Play Store, and download our app. Um, we always love to hear from you. What are you guys thinking? What what uh, what are your thoughts on 2022? How did you experience 2022? Um, what are you looking forward to in 2023? Let us know. We love to talk about that when we get back here. And um, you can send us your questions, or your feedback, or anything like that to podcast at colonialchurch.com. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. Thank you for uh, sticking with us through our ramblings or our uh, extra words or our sports commentary that's you know any of the unnecessary parts too sports man sports man um the cowboys were going to the super bowl (laughs) alas more suffering uh but thank you guys for listening thank you guys for being a part of this with us um and we will pick up the conversation again next year 